Can you see daylight through your ceiling and you don't have a skylight? When it rains, do you worry that you'll have enough buckets? You might want to call Callen Roofing at 281-391-8257 before it's too late. Family owned and operated, only the work you need done gets done by people you can trust. They also build storage buildings, home additions, garages, and fences. Quality so good, it's like having a home improvement company in the family. Check them out on Facebook at Callen Roofing Incorporated Home Improvement Services. Callen Roofing, 281-391-8257 for all your home improvement needs. Serving Houston and the surrounding communities. They have taken care of my family and patients' home improvement needs for years. Callen Roofing, 281-391-8257. Worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high-fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives or soy you can be confident your numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency numana.com a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster that's numana.com n-u-m-a-n-n-a.com Sundown shining in. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Welcome, everybody, to Dr. Krupa's Natural Health Hours. It is November 3rd, 2000, and Corona will never end. Um, I am joined by the lovely and talented Miss Susie Danzler and says it's a little chilly there, but she thinks it's warm and her husband thinks it's cold, so you can imagine that night. Um, I heard an interesting thing today, Susie. It said if a woman comes at a man with a knife, during an argument, get out bread, mayo, lunch meat, tomatoes, and onions, and she'll make you a sandwich. <laughs> Not guaranteed. <laughs> well, it can't. You don't count because you're carrying a damn gun. That's not like a knife. Poor Hunley. I hope Hunley has bulletproof, insulated underwear. <laughs> <clears throat> Poor guy. All right. Tonight, I want to start off by just saying how grateful I am to all those people out there who are doing delivery work 
because it didn't exist a couple of years ago. You couldn't hardly get anything delivered. And there are a lot of really nice people who are delivering, and they're not making a lot of money. I guess they had to work all day long and hope the tips are good. My daughter did it for a little while, and she said the biggest problem was a lot of people weren't tipping. She said a couple places she took stuff to, they spent, you know, a bunch of money. And when she got the tip, there was no tip at all. Wow. So you got to wonder about people. You you don't have to get out and go anywhere, whether it's raining or cold or nice. You don't have to use your car and your gas. And they deliver right to your door, and all you have to do is sit down and enjoy. And you can't tip. May your tongue catch on fire the next time you call to order. Um, that, it just blows my mind. But I'm grateful to them, and I tell them when they bring things to me, uh, and I just say, you know, I'm really grateful you guys are doing this kind of thing. And uh, it's it's really nice. I have a neighbor who apparently is doing this uh, because he used to work for one of the big telecommunications company. And it was kind of funny and sad at the same time. I, I always said they should get rid of you because you make your paycheck from them, but you're using the competition. Because he had one company, but his home, the Internet, all that stuff, security, Everything was the other company. And I'm sorry, but I'm maybe I'm old fashioned, but I think if a man brings home a paycheck to feed his family and pays his bills, he should support that company. If he don't like the company, he ought to find another job. But when you work at one company and support another that is your competitor, you probably deserve to get laid off sometime down the road. But anyway, something must have happened. Because his vehicle and him are in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out all day long. So I'm guessing that he got a delivery job. And, I, you know, good for him. At least he's got out there and doing something. But thank you to all you guys doing the delivery stuff. Uh, it's just, it's awesome. We appreciate it. And uh, I like great big barrels of scotch, just in case you wondered. So, Susie, what's going on in your world? You sound like you had a little rain and cooled down like it is here. Yeah, um, we had a front come through, I uh, guess, yesterday. Um, started raining. Uh, rained on and off all night. Um, I didn't get to experience it. My husband said he looked out the window this morning, and there's a, a place in our front yard, which, of course, our front yard is, is big. It, we, we live on seven and a half acres. Well, there's a low spot out there, and uh, the water had accumulated a pretty good-sized puddle, and um, our our deer were out there having the best time, romping around, kicking up the, the dirt, playing in it, uh, not dirt, the, the muddy water, and just having a good time. So, you know, um, we, we live too far out for delivery. I mean, UPS, uh, heck, our mail doesn't even come to our door. It goes to the highway mailbox. But, you know, FedEx and UPS, but, you know, I wish they would uh, deliver Chinese food, too, but they don't. <laughs> well, you don't have any of them? Like, um, what is it? Oh. There's DoorDash, Grubhub, Instacart. Ping. None of them. No, we're too, we're too <clears> far out. <throat> they would laugh. They would laugh. There's one place in Fredericksburg that does a, a good handmade uh, 
pizza. The guys like it. Um, still, we have to call, we have to order it, and we have to go pick it up. And that's uh, 32, mm. uh, about 35 minutes round trip. Wow. Well, I guess for the pleasure of living like you do where you do, um, that's cool. Because where I live, you could stick your elbow out and you probably hit the neighbor's houses. And if you drop an acorn on the ground, somebody writes a letter to the homeowners. You're not going to believe this. Now, we do a radio show for entertainment, for fun, for education. We talk about the stories of the day or the week. Uh, but we're not political per se. We're, I think, more common-sensed about things. And uh, we're not promoting our radio show as a business. We're not soliciting people's money when we do our show. And yet, I post in this nextdoor.com by me our show. And they keep shutting down our show, and they the other day I went to click on it and it said your account has been, um, I don't know, put in timeout or some kind of crap. And it said, read this about promoting your business. Well, we're not promoting a business. I, I even told them once before. I said, we're not doing any of these things that you just listed to me. But they keep thinking we're promoting our business. And the radio show is not a business. Uh, I wish it was. I wish it was making a bunch of money, but that doesn't. Right. <clears throat> yeah, but it, I could get days. They're just. So anyway, I gave up. I'm not going to argue with them no more. I'm not going to discuss it. I just let them play their own. What it is, you got these people in the homeowners associations who I think were hall monitors in school or didn't get to be. And they wouldn't play, let them play sports or be cheerleaders or any of that stuff. So now they're getting revenge on the world. They get to be hall monitors in the homeowners association. And uh, it's so funny. They're not even proud of it. Uh, There's a neighbor that I know for a fact is on the homeowners association. And... um, will tell you to your face that no, she's not. But she don't know that I know somebody that knows. And anyway, it was kind of silly. But, you know, you're on there and you want to be secret. I, you know, I can't imagine driving around and judging your neighbor's homes, not knowing anything about what's going on in their world. You just know that you have the authority, the power to send a letter. Uh, one of my patients was here a couple weeks ago, and she was at her daughter and son-in-law's new home. And she loves flowers and plants, and so she got out there and planted flowers for her daughter and her son-in-law. And they got a note from the homeowners association that they were in violation and fined them $50 for changing the landscape without Royal approval. It's out of control. And people wonder why politicians are so bad, Susie. So you don't have that where you live. No. um, You know, uh, we don't have, uh, we have very few uh, 
deed restrictions on our property. Um, oddly enough, that that adds value because um, it's really, really difficult to find a track of land, um, even in rural areas, that don't have uh, deed restrictions. Um, I remember the first um, property that we bought when we moved here, probably about, um, I don't know, 94. We moved here in 93, bought the first property in 94. Um, the the only deed restriction on this 50-acre track was you could not start or have any houses of ill repute. And that's a matter of judgment. Who defines right. what ill repute is? <laughs> but to my point, um, yeah, no, no, we're not, uh, well, we don't have those stupid uh, rules and regulations. I mean, as soon as they pay my property taxes, they can come tell me how to live. I've always been amazed at what kind of person does that to a neighbor or turns in a neighbor. You know, in the old days when they had prohibition and them low-life snake-in-the-grass um, revenue guys were out there throwing stills and polluting lakes and rivers and, and ocean, but they were the good guy destroying something that was legal a couple days before because a bunch of little old biddies decided that booze was bad because it made their husband not want to come home to them at night. And they got all that stuff passed, and their husband still didn't come home to them at night. They were out getting illegal booze. And our own wonderful government put poison in the alcohol and killed, I think they said, over 100,000 in one time frame, uh, you know, like over the course of a year. So we've always had this problem of people wanting to control what you do. People need to leave each other alone. I mean, unless somebody damages your property or hurts your family, shut up. You know, who cares? Be nice to one another. <clears throat> Which brings me to our next thing, Susie. I was thinking how cool it is when you see somebody smile, when you hear somebody laugh and they're not laughing at somebody who made a screw up or something, when you see people being kind and nice to each other, you're at you like when you're at an airport and two people meet that haven't seen each other in a long time when that plane lands and they get together, that's that's beautiful. Little kids waiting for Santa Claus on Christmas Eve with their eyes as big as could be and they don't want to go to bed, but they know they have to. And then when they get to open those presents, uh, it is so cool to see good and nice. And very sadly, in these last couple of years, we haven't had a lot of that to enjoy. Wouldn't you say it's been pretty depressing, Susie? That's why, you know, I, I try just to keep everything, um, you know, as normal as possible. But still, we were talking about this last week. Um, you know, it's it does get depressing. Um, it does get you down. It, it even ruffles your feathers, you know, and gets you angry. Um, but, you know, you choose for that to be temporary or you choose to cling on to it and, and stay, stay that way. Um, you know, I see... 
when I'm out and about, and I was a lot on Monday. Um, I, I see people getting frustrated, angry, uh, rude, um, impatient. You got two choices. Um, live your life um, the way you would w- treat others and live your life the way you would want to be treated. And don't give in to, um, you know, acting like, uh, I'm just going to say it, those asses out there in public right now. Yeah, that reminds me. How come we always have a weather front and never a weather rear? (laughs) You know, I'm just wondering. You brought up asses. Um, I I may Google that. Then I I may not. Now, remember I was talking about, uh, I saw at Epic Times, they had a book about this Falun Gong religion that the Chinese hate so bad. And so I bought one of the books. I wanted to find out why they hate them. Well, the only thing I can see in here is they kind of say what you just said. Don't let others upset you. Don't get too attached to worldly stuff. Um, Treat other people nice. Don't. Look for revenge or retaliations, and, uh, you know, you'll have spiritual growth. Well, that would be very difficult if you're the communist Chinese because these people don't cling on to nothing that you could punish them with or take away from them. And so I could see why they might not like them. You know, we were talking a while back, Susie, about whether plants feel things or not. And I found... Um, well, I'll just read some of it. It said, a telling case is the work of American polygraph researcher who instructs people in the use of lie detectors. And one day he was struck by an impulse to connect the two electrodes of the polygraph to a draconia plant. He did so and proceeded to water the plant. And afterwards, he witnessed the lie detector needle rapidly drawing a curve, exactly the type of curve seen when humans are momentarily excited or happy. Um, He was amazed, thinking, could it be that plants have feelings? He practically wanted to shout about it in the streets. He said that plants have feelings, but he knew he had to do more, so... This episode inspired him to do more research. On one occasion, he placed two plants near each other and had a student of his stomp on one of them and destroy it right in front of the other plant. He then removed the surviving plant to another room, connected a lie detector to it, and there was no reaction from the plant at the first four students who entered the room. But when the fifth student, the one who had crushed the other plant, entered before he even got close, the surviving plant, uh, the needle of the lie detector machine immediately and rapidly drew a line that in humans is specifically associated with fright. He said it was a great surprise to the researcher and raised profound questions uh, since it had always been uh, held that only advanced life forms making distinctions due to their memory, sensory organs, and capable analysis on account of their brains. 
that people at one time were even accused of pseudoscience for claiming that plants have senses, thoughts, and feelings. So one day, the same researcher connected the lie detector to a plant, wondering to himself, just thinking, what kind of experiment should I do? I know, I'll burn its leaves and see what reaction happens. With just his thoughts, before doing any actual burning, the needle of the lie detector started rapidly drawing a curve, the kind seen in humans when they are afraid and crying for help. So maybe there's a little more to plants than all of us know. Uh, we've joked about it before, but it's the first time I saw something where somebody did actual research. Had you heard any of that, Susie? Thing they're going to do, they're going to ban the eating of vegetables because you might hurt them. Well, he wasn't worried about that. He just wanted to prove, after he stumbled into it, that there was more than what the so-called experts want to tell you. And my whole point of bringing this up, well, a couple points. One, there's always more that we don't know in science. And the people screaming right now that, uh, that oh, you need to follow the science and the science tells you this. Well, that's all crap because science changes. Nobody ever would have believed that he could hook that lie detector up to a plant and get these results before. It was thought that was not possible. And then there's the people that say we shouldn't eat meat, but they go back and study history. They find out we were taught to eat meat even in the Bible. And no matter what religion you are, the Bible is a great history book. And you find in many different versions of the Bible, there's a lot of common things, and one of them is being taught how to eat meat and how to prepare it and how and what to do with it afterwards and all the proper stuff. So, And we have eye teeth. We, we have these eye teeth for eating meat. That's not an accident. So a lot of the people that are crying that it's good to be a vegetarian or a vegan, well, it looks like not a lot of difference in what you're doing than the people you're complaining about. And it's always funny, Susie, as you and I have talked before, the people that don't want you to eat meat work so hard making vegetables look like the meat they don't want you to eat and then giving it a name that represents the meat. And they're mad when you say you can't call the vegetable burger a burger. Um, people are they just stress too much. And one of the neat things in that Falun Gong, Falun Dafa book is just relaxing and living and enjoying and, and not stressing and not taking yourself too serious and don't get tied up with world attachments. And like you said, Susie, treat people like you want to be treated. And, you know, all this stuff ties back together with mental health and enjoying life and that's why we see so many suicides up this last couple of years because they took away the joy of life for people they took away their freedom unfortunately a lot of people blindly went down that road are you still seeing a lot of people wearing masks Susie, when you go out yeah i do uh i even see them in their um in their cars but Granted, I don't see as many as I did six months ago. However, the caveat to that is 
have they taken them off because uh, they're they're uh, through with this that they don't believe it anymore, or have they taken them off because um, they've gotten the death jab? Uh, you know that's a good question. Now, I went to one of my favorite mental health stores today, a liquor store, and everybody was wearing a mask. Everybody in the store that worked there. And I haven't seen that in a lot of places. It's usually been some with, some without. And I asked a couple of them, are you wearing a mask because you want to, or are they making you? No, they're making us. And so we had a little discussion about it, and I explained my thoughts and why I thought it was bad and what I know about it. And they said, yeah, we agree. But, you know, they need their job. Um, so I guess they're putting up with it. And See, I don't, I don't get this. I don't understand. I have to have a doctor's license. I have to take continuing education. I have to pay for that license every year and pay for the school in order to give out advice. And yet, everybody is practicing medicine out there without a license and getting away with it. I could never do that. They would cancel my birthday. So I don't, I don't get it at all, Susie. I, 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 somehow they flipped this switch and everybody can do whatever the hell they want and get away with it. Well, it's, uh, it's come out in the last couple of days that um, a letter uh, was sent, um, and I think the source was NIH, um, possibly in cahoots with the manufacturers to uh, the countries around the world um, with, you know, a bunch of money and promises attached to it. So that's why you see all these presidents and prime ministers and whatnot um, demanding, you know, that everyone in their um, in their country get these jabs, you know, aside from, you know, a handful that aren't doing that. So, uh, yeah, the truth's kind of coming out that uh, governments um, worldwide were are being paid to implement this tyranny. Well, yeah, you know, and you and I and Bill talked about that in the early beginning, that there had to be major kickbacks. And if we could follow the money, we'd know what was going on exactly. Um, we're just about at break, but uh, New York City. Now, I don't know how many million people live there. I, I don't know. What do you guys got out in Fredericksburg when the when it isn't weekend and normal life? Ten thousand people, twenty thousand people, what? Um. Well, you know, it's kind of it's hard to gauge. It's such a sad situation here. Um, and, you know, the last I heard, um, I think it's around seventy five percent, and maybe a little higher of the houses are actually owned are not owner-occupied, meaning people have bought up the houses around here for investment, uh, you know, B&Bs and whatnot. Um, you know, we can hit well over mm -hmm. 100,000 people in the summertime, spring break. Um, if there's a big event, um, you know, like uh, horse racing, um, October Oktoberfest, uh, the, uh, the population countywide, um, is, gosh, I haven't looked at the uh, 2020 um, census 
so um, it's north of 20,000. Now, that's the that's whole the county, place. right? I'm talking about, like, just that's Fredericksburg. County. Yeah, Fredericksburg itself is probably about half that then. Probably. So, well, 9,000 New York City workers have been basically fired. They're put on what they call unpaid leave. 9,000. That's got to do damage to a city. Uh, anyway, we are at break time. We'll discuss that further when we come back. Uh, but that's pretty sad that you're losing your job. And, and you know what's really sad here, Susie, and ladies and gentlemen, is every city and every state is a little different depending on whether the judge is uh, a liberal or if he's a little more common sense conservative, then you know exactly what's going to happen. There is no common decency about honoring the Constitution. I don't even think most of these judges can spell Constitution. But anyway, this is Dr. Krupa's Natural Health Hours. Uh, Susie and Doc will be right back. Can you see daylight through your ceiling and you don't have a skylight? When it rains, do you worry that you'll have enough buckets? You might want to call Callen Roofing at 281-391-8257 before it's too late. Family owned and operated, only the work you need done gets done by people you can trust. They also build storage buildings, home additions, garages, and fences. Quality so good, it's like having a home improvement company in the family. Check them out on Facebook at Callen Roofing Incorporated Home Improvement Services. Callen Roofing, 281-391-8257 for all your home improvement needs. Serving Houston and the surrounding communities. They have taken care of my family and patients' home improvement needs for years. Callen Roofing, 281-391-8257. Worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives or soy you can be confident your numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency numana.com a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster that's numana.com n-u-m-a-n-n-a.com Drinking beer. 
my third line like I'm cold and tall. I ain't much on mowing thick grass. I'm too slow for working too fast. I don't do windows, so honey, don't ask. But I'm pretty good at drinking beer. All right. That's what I would have to tell if I went to a confessional at a Catholic church. All right, we are back. Welcome back to Dr. Krupa's Natural Health Hours. We've got Susie on the other end of Rainy 290, Texas, and I'm on the Cypress side. She's there at Harpers Valley PTA at seven, you say seven and a half acres, Susie? Yeah, seven and a half. I'm so jealous. I am so jealous. All right, so we were talking about New York City. Now, these people had a hard time during the pandemic with uh, suicides and all kinds of problems. And now what do they do? They decide that mayors are God and mayors are doctors. And mayors have the right in a constitutional republic to tell you what kind of food can be in your refrigerator whether or not you can have a straw, whether or not you should get a vaccine or wear a mask. And they're wrong. And it's unconstitutional. They ought to all be kicked out of office and forced to get a job digging a ditch uh, until they come to their senses. But that ain't going to happen. But then again, who knows? You know, uh, a while back in New York City, uh, the crazy mayor decided that you couldn't have salt. Well, unfortunately for the people that live there and work there and run restaurants, sea salt is vital to our life. Without good sea salt, we don't hydrate. It's like pouring water on a rubber boot. We need the nutrients from good sea salt. And when you're a chef, that's a great thing in your tool bag to have a good sea salt to enhance your food. But the mayor of New York said no, because they listened to some moron who didn't know the difference from processed junk salt to natural sea salt. So essentially they were slowly hurting, killing off people that couldn't hydrate properly if they listened to this crap because they couldn't have good salt. Now, Susie, you're a, a, a chef's chef. Can you imagine being told you can't have sea salt? Well, it's not going to work. I mean, come and take it. And she means that, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're the mayor of New York, you might not want to go to Harper's Valley PTA because I don't think you're coming back. At least not would have some sea salt shoved to you. Um, so very sad. Nine thousand. I'm not going to waste good sea salt on that. I've got other plans. Okay, I love it. Uh, Speaking of that kind of a crazy number, um, eleven thousand Air Force personnel have not had the shot, and according to the Air Force and the government, they're all going to be kicked out of the military pretty quick. Now, can you imagine? They can't afford to lose 11,000 people. Just the other day, 
uh, I think it was the Air Force uh, boot camps and schools, kicked out everybody that hadn't had the shot out of the service. But they said to them, like good little kids, that if you get the shot, we might let you come back into the military someday. Very ridiculous and very sad. All right, Susie, this is more up your alley, and you probably followed it closer than me. But according to the news and several sources that I heard today, there was a sweeping kick your Democratic butt out of office and you're out of a job across this country during the most recent election that just happened. Virginia, which I don't think has had anybody but a Democrat uh, forever, the state that um, kicked Robert E. Lee in the head after he stood behind them when he could have been the leader of the Union Army against them, um, they got their butt kicked there. And even the governor, they said the Democrats had been talking that it was going to be a wash, that the Democrats were just going to win everything. There's no way the sitting governor could lose. Well, they just cleaned house, and they said it happened all across this nation. Now, Susie and I were talking uh, before the show, and I'm going to throw it to her quickly here. But my problem with all this is it's good we got rid of all them deadbeat Democrats, socialists, crazy people that don't know what the hell's going on. But the problem is the Republicans aren't much different. They have let Fossey slide. They've let the FBI slide. They've let CIA slide. They've let the Justice Department slide. They're not doing their job representing the people in this constitutional republic. So, yeah, we got rid of a bunch of Democrats. But if the Republicans don't act any different, what good is it, Susie? Well... One of the things I'm interested in is seeing if uh, Virginia has a recall. You know, we don't have that here in Texas. Um, These folks were so livid um, that uh, they decided to take their state back. And uh, mostly uh, this is what happens when you call moms who care about their children domestic terrorists. Um, If uh, if young can... Uh, screws up, they're coming after him. You're so right. I heard today that the Justice Department with the FBI and working with the school boards that are communist, Chinese, socialist, screwed up, crazy left liberals, forgot about we have a constitution. All those people have... um, come up with a list of like 13 things that if you say or do at a school board meeting can get you arrested. Uh, Absolutely out of control, ridiculous. They don't want parents standing up and being parents. They want the schools to be in charge. And, you know, it kind of surprises me how did these teachers – lose their way. How did so many grown-up people become so brainwashed to the Chinese communist way and drink the Kool-Aid to believe 
the crap that they're teaching these kids. Susie Q? Well, I'm, I'm going to go back to saying that that's, you know, the, uh, the indoctrination of the public school system, you know, for generations. You know, I think I barely got my kids out in time. Um, but that's how you get people to believe stuff like this. You know, you indoctrinate them, um, make them feel like the government is their, is their big daddy. It's going to take care of them. Then they find mm-hmm. out it's not true. Hopefully, someday. Yeah, it, it, it just blows my mind because these, a lot of these teachers have to have families and they have to have children. How can they be so stupid and not see what's going on? I, I told you, uh, we talked a while back, there's a family member of mine who is in this field. And somebody in the family asked them, are you teaching? Because they're not in the classroom. They're teaching teachers. And they asked them, are you teaching those teachers CRT? And this person in the family got so angry they hung up the phone on the other person. And Susie, you know how I am about somebody hanging up the phone for you instead of talking to you. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> go on. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to, if you didn't have any more comment on it, I was going to go to the next thing. Did you have something on that about hanging up the phone? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a Pretty lot. Thanks a lot. I know how they felt at the Alamo right now. Uh, all right. Um, new budget is going to allow $100 billion for this illegal immigration stuff. And they said today on the news that the Biden administration wants to give $450,000 to each illegal immigrant that might have been separated from the family at the, for breaking into the country illegally and as much as a million to the family. So now what we're saying is come in, rob our house, eat our food, steal our money, take our jewelry, steal our cars, and we will pay you handsomely. Who would not break into this country? No wonder they're swimming from Haiti to get to South America, to Central America, so they can come to us. Can you imagine, Susie, if you're sitting down there and you're struggling in some country like Venezuela that went communist, that used to be a nice place, and you hear on the news that the Biden administration is willing to pay 450000 to a million, depending on... Uh, what happened to you at the border. It doesn't matter that you broke the law and broke into our home. We're going to reward you. And who wouldn't be swimming this way? Well, it's hard for me to say, uh, I raise my hand up. I'm not Mm. going to because that's not Biden's money. He stole it from someone else. So I'm not going to take stolen money. Yeah, but, I mean, isn't it unbelievable, though? It's, 
pretty soon we will pay bank robbers for robbing banks, especially if they're illegal. They came out today and said Joe Biden has released new rules for people that come into this country, you know, driving across the border or walking across the border or flying in and landing in airports that you came from another country, that they have to have uh, the shot mandate. But if you're an illegal immigrant crossing the border, you don't need any of that. We don't care. Now, that ought to tell people how phony this is. They know that the people at the border are bringing all kinds of diseases and poverty and are going to be like leeches living off this country. And they don't care. But if you can afford to fly here or drive here and come here legally... You're going to have to have a mask mandate, and they're going to be getting money from you because they know you'll be paying. Very, very, very sad. And and here, Susie, was the thing that irritated me the most this week. Joe Biden and his administration have created what they call safe places across the country where if you're an illegal immigrant and you're here, that nobody can touch you. And it's it was like, uh, you know, all the different places that are set up to take care of our own people in this country, like food banks and soup kitchens. and But they've set it up now where they, I guess he did an executive order, and they have now got safe places where illegal immigrants cannot be arrested, touched, dealt with, nothing. It's like, yeah, you can't get me time out. And so now if you're an illegal immigrant, and they already said in Mexico that there are groups from the United States teaching them where to go when they get here and what to do. So now you're just going to send them to all these free safe places, and they're going to get everything they want, our money, our food, our clothing, our everything, and nobody can touch them. Uh, it'd be like you guys coming home to your seven and a half acres, Susie, and finding it full of illegal immigrants and being told that you can't touch them because your property qualifies as a safe haven. No. Um, so evidently a couple of days ago, um, five uh, Hondurans uh, were arrested in uh, in Fredericksburg. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. They probably slapped the wrong person in the face. Otherwise, they got a reward. Um, yeah, it's... it's um, well, I, I don't know, about three weeks ago, maybe, maybe uh, right after that first border surge, uh, they uh, managed to uh, to capture two from Haiti. So, you know, we've got these world travelers all over our little county. Well, it's easy to catch them from Haiti. They swam here and they're tired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, they've admitted today, after they did some studies in the U.K., that vaccinated people easily can transmit the virus, variant or otherwise. And I love the way they use the word variant, trying to confuse people. The viruses mutate. They change. Big deal. 
Um, but anyway, they admitted you can have all the shots you want. And they also admitted today that at the very best, if everything went right and there's no problems that you know about from the shot, it's only going to be good up to about six months. Now, a while back, they said three or four. So I don't know who they're lying to. But they're pushing really hard on daily uh, pills from, uh, like, Pfizer. They want boosters. And this is never going to go away. So, oh, that's another thing, Susie. You're going to be so proud. I think they were listening to you. Only they did it real sneaky. The CDC changed the definition of a vaccine. What they did was they said normally uh, a vaccine is defined as a producer of immunity from disease that your body um, won't have the disease anymore. So you know you, you're going to uh, be able to fight it off from ever. Well, because that's not true, and this hasn't really been a vaccine by any stretch of the imagination, now this is called a preparation that stimulates the immune system response. But before, it produced immunity, and it was called a vaccine. Well, now they've just plain admitted, and nobody in the news is hardly talking about this, you can't really say it's a vaccine. Because it does not produce immunity. And even if it works at best, you might get a couple of months. Uh, It's just amazing to me that people are getting this shot and nobody's really telling them. This is why I have a problem with Republicans. Why aren't they telling everybody from the rooftops that this isn't a vaccine? You've been lied to. This is political. Both Fauci and the NIH have now been caught with what they called, um, uh, I forget the name of that, working with China on this virus, some kind of foundation. But the lies are starting to work their way to the surface. And now they admitted that that this was in the happy times today. (laughs) That they had to change secretly the definition of a vaccine. What do you think about that, Susie Q? Uh, so we were right all along. Um, you know, the the only problem is it doesn't do anything for your immune system other than um, kill it. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought that up. What happens anytime anything enters your body that shouldn't be there, there's going to be a reaction. And it may not always be good. And that's what's happening with this so-called corona shot that they like to call a vaccine until they change the definition. And I'll guarantee you, because I haven't heard it anywhere in the news that they changed the definition other than the Epic Times. And I also heard it on a radio show, I think. So they're keeping it kind of hush-hush because it shows that they've lied to everybody. Absolutely lied. Now, here's a, a, a kind of a funny thing. We were talking about the election. Funny, sad, I mean. And in Virginia, where they just kicked butt and took names, they tried to rob this election like they did for Biden 
by not allowing anybody to vote who wasn't wearing a mask. Now, guess what kind of people probably wouldn't be wearing a mask, Susie? Uh, it's, it's, uh, well, the, the statistics show it's predominantly uh, white, um, well, white Southern um, evangelicals, Christians, whatever you want to say. So uh, that's Virginia. You can kind of sort of call it the South. I mean, it used to be the South. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the kind of people who aren't going to be wearing them. Well, yeah, and more to my point was the people that would not be voting for the Democrat who are fed up with this socialist crap and have but, a little more common sense. However, uh, the the number one demographic that is saying uh, absolutely no to it is uh, about 72% of the black population because uh, they're smart, they're informed, they uh, they know what took place um, in in Africa for uh, Bill Gates' experiments on people. Uh, they um, they're not uh, you know too young uh, to uh, not been taught by their families about the uh, Tuskegee Project. Um, so uh, they're not trusting uh, the government with injections more so, I think, than white people. Yeah, I think you're right, because the black people were used in a lot of places as experimental when they gave them all these shots years ago that were bad news, and they weren't told what they were, and they took advantage of people. Well, it, it wasn't that long ago that, uh, you know, Bill Gates wanted to, uh, you know, test some sort of a new polio vaccine in Africa and ended up giving it to children yeah. and maiming for life. Yeah, they said that the, the the shot was the direct cause of polio uh, over there in a place where they hadn't had polio in a long time. So, good okay. job, Bill Gates. All right, what else we got here? Uh, let's go. We, we're, we're just about up to break, but let's let's go to um, this case. It was a 16 year old boy in Louisiana. And the school gave him the corona shot without parental permission. No consent. When the mother found out, I think it was the mother, went to school and they had her signature on a piece of paper. Only it wasn't her signature and the son had not signed it. So basically somebody at that school forged her signature on that paper, evidently. I mean, nobody's going to I don't know if they'll ever find out the truth, but the kid got the shot without his parents' consent, which is a bad, bad thing. And then when they go to look into it, there's a signature on a paper that the mom and the kid both did not sign. They said, very, very sad, ladies and gentlemen, that they would do this to your children. And they're willing, they're all making so much money that I think their conscience have died. They didn't have a conscience before. Well, you might you might be right. All right, what time is it here? Yeah, we are just about to break. Susie, you got some recipes up your sleeve tonight? I do. I have a couple of them. I almost did like 
uh, three or four cocktails, and I thought, you know, I don't want to give that impression to people. Well, that would have been fine for me then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at drinking beer. All right. Um, so we got covered on that. We're going to talk about gallbladder surgery. We'll start on it right now, and we'll be going to it later. But it happens a lot to a lot of people. And what they do, they convince people that your gallbladder is not important. And it's such an easy, quick surgery. Uh, years ago, I think the surgeon's part was like five grand. This quick little snip snip and it's gone. Now, I like to tell this story. And then I'll probably wait till we come back about my experience with a particular patient in, in the hospital. But I can tell you this. Uh, I've seen a lot of patients with kidney stones, gallstones, a lot of patients cramping up in a lot of pain. And what happens with the gallbladder, it does that peristalsis like a snake. So it moves with little bitty contractions like that. So the liver makes bile, and it stores it in your gallbladder as a concentrate. And then when you eat, any kind of fat at all, good fat, fat, good fat, bad fat, it doesn't care. It will meter out this concentrated bile into your digestion to help break down the fat. So if you don't have a gallbladder, every time you eat is going to be hell to pay. But we do have some stuff that simulates the bile salts like colacol, which will help you if they've stolen your gallbladder. But never... In all these years, has somebody came to me that was told they needed their gallbladder out, that had it out, if they let me help and we got to them first, including the one we're going to tell you about the hospital patient when we come back after break. So think about that the next time somebody tries to tell you that you need your gallbladder out because you're suffering. That's that's kind of like driving down the road and the check engine light comes on. Well, there's always a reason the check engine light is on. And these guys will tell you, we just need to take out the light bulb and everything will be fine. But that's not the case. And we'll finish this story and I'll tell you about my experience in the hospital with a real world patient who went to the emergency room uh, and I was sitting in the the patient's room when the surgeon came in, and we'll tell you that little story. So this is Dr. Krupa's Natural Health Hours. It is November 3rd, 2000, and the corona will never end. And this is Susie and Doc, and we will be right back. Worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical 
preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Can you see daylight through your ceiling and you don't have a skylight? When it rains, do you worry that you'll have enough buckets? You might want to call Callen Roofing at 281-391-8257 before it's too late. Family owned and operated, only the work you need done gets done by people you can trust. They also build storage buildings, home additions, garages, and fences. Quality so good, it's like having a home improvement company in the family. Check them out on Facebook at Callen Roofing Incorporated Home Improvement Services. Callen Roofing, 281-391-8257 for all your home improvement needs. Serving Houston and the surrounding communities. They have taken care of my family and patients' home improvement needs for years. Callen Roofing, 281-391-8257. And I said, well, I didn't know. He said, you know, I turned 65 about 11 months ago. And I was sitting in Miami pouring blended whiskey down when this old gray black gentleman was cleaning up the lounge Well there wasn't Anyone around Except this old man and me And the guy that ran the bar Was watching Good old Nashville music on TV And uninvited He sat down And he opened his mind on old dogs and children and watermelon wine you ever had a drink of watermelon wine he had and he told me all about it so I didn't answer back he said, ain't but three things in the world That's worth a solitary dime But old dogs and children And watermelon wine He said, you know, women think about themselves When men folk ain't around and friends are hard to find when they discover that you're down. He said, I tried it all when I was young. And in my natural pride, now it's old dogs and children. And 
Never have truer words been spoken. <laughs> Women think about themselves when men folk ain't around. I wish I'd have thought of that. All right, we are back. Well, <laughs> welcome back to Dr. Krupa's Natural Health Hours. And uh, that was a just cool, cool song. I can picture that actually happening. All right, we're going to do our little song. There wasn't too many songs this week, Susie, that I could pull up. I was kind of disappointed in the selection, but I got a couple, so we'll play one uh, in just a minute here. But I wanted to finish our story on the gallbladder. So this patient had gone to the emergency room in excruciating pain, and they took him in and ran scans and... and uh, Got them up to, uh, when they did their exploratory crap, they lit up the pancreas and caused pancreatitis real bad. So they were worried about dealing with that. They had to get that under control. And then they got the patient in the room, and everything's a little better. And a surgeon comes in, and I'm sitting there dressed in normal clothes. There's nothing that would indicate I'm a doctor. And the surgeon walks in the room, and uh, his job is to fill hospital beds, surgical operating rooms, and post-op places and, and make a lot of money. So anyway, he walks in the door, and he said, my name is so-and-so. I'm the surgeon that will be taking your gallbladder out. He said, I've already done 500 this year. They serve no purpose, and you need to hurry up and make that decision. And then turned around and walked out. So the patient says to me, what do I do? I said, well, I can't tell you what to do, but I could tell you what I would do and what I would try and that what he just suggested would never happen unless it was some kind of horrible cancer and they had to get it out. So the patient let me help, and I even snuck things in while they were in the hospital because uh, they wanted to start right away. And that was been about, 10, 12, 15 years ago, and that patient still has the gallbladder. It is so corrupt that in medical school, they actually teach the sentence that I'm going to tell you. Female, fat, and 40 years old. That's how sick this thing has become because it's such an easy surgery to make quick money on. And so... Immediately, if a woman walks in and she isn't twiggy, they're going to, and she's got pain in that area, they're thinking gallbladder. But it's very important that you have your gallbladder. And there's so much we can do. I had a patient one time in my office had been telling me about lower abdominal pain and uh, came in and wanted me to treat him. Uh, you know, with an adjustment in case it was back pain. And they were standing at my counter after we finished. It was the last patient of the night. And I was the only one left. The staff is already wrapped up and I let them go. And I said, are you sure that you're not having cramping pain that comes and goes like the, uh, the, the gallbladder kind of pain when you have that peristalsis like a snake movement? Oh, I'm sure, Doc, I'm sure. And right then, it happened, and he bowled over into a little ball like a fetal position in pain. 
I said, you've got gallbladder trouble and you've probably got gallstones. So we put him on some fast food liquid. And you all know we're not allowed to cure, treat, or use any product for any kind of reason. And we only can deal with miracles. Two days later, the wife of him calls me and said in two days, it was cleared up and he was fine. The stones were dissolved, put back in solution. We started treating the gallbladder to get it healthy. And everything worked out good. So that's just my little story of the patient in the hospital and the one standing at the door. All right, let me pull up uh, one of the songs that we had, and hopefully you like it. It's another one of those new people. And like I said, this week was a little thin on the songs. Uh, They updated every week, but I just didn't find anything that really grabbed me. So we'll try this, and hopefully you might like it. So Susie... uh, Take the wheel for just a second while I pull this up, please. And I and I want to add that uh, they don't tell you the truth uh, beyond you know the fact that uh, you know it can uh, it can be, often be treated uh, you know in a different way. They just want to take that gallbladder. But the sad truth is, for many of us, once they go in and start cutting on us, take out our gallbladders then we end up with life-altering abdominal adhesions because that's a result of inflammation and cutting on you um, uh, in surgery causes inflammation. I am so proud of you. Uh, that What a way, what a good way to say that. All right, here we go. I hear those words we made our own 
And if you couldn't tell, that was Mikey Geiger singing slow motion. What would you think, Susie? I thought that was a pretty good one. It was nice. I like that. It was a toe tapper. I like that. All right. Deaths among the corona people that got the shot have been rising in recent months. And they just can't figure this out. What do you think, Susie? Well, they're uh, blaming it on the unvaccinated, of course. <laughs> yeah. The, the um, I think it was New York City mayor we talked about a little bit last week blamed Colin Powell's death on somebody that wasn't vaccinated and they gave him the virus. But he had yeah, been but he va- was vaccinated. He had been extremely vaccinated. And he had access to medical care like you and I would never imagine. Right. That and, and yeah. So uh, wonder what happened with the truth. They don't use it very much. Okay, the FDA and their pockets well lined, no doubt, is authorized Pfizer Corona shot for anybody five to eleven people. Please. They have proven over and over and over again that kids aren't hardly getting touched with this at all. Why would you risk sticking that poison in your child's body? I pray you don't. If you do, I support your decision that you had the right to make it, but I don't support the decision as being the right choice. Um, I don't. You're nicer than me. I don't support their their decision to have an experimental drug injected into an innocent child. I don't, Doc. I am so proud of you that you just said that because that leads me to my next thing. I'm going to check to see if you grabbed my scotch when you took my notes. Um, there was some high-up uh, medical guy in NIH or one of them, and they said the only way we're going to know the effects of these shots is to start giving them. 
and see what happens. And one of the one of the congressmen said, uh, who happened to be a doctor, said that was the most dangerous, ridiculous statement he'd ever heard. Did you hear? Did you hear that? I I did, but um, you know the the money, the the check. um, Oh my gosh, uh, I just I can't even imagine. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay. They they, they to tell you to stand down uh, last uh, spring, uh, spring before last, I guess, um, for treating patients, but someone can come out and say something like that. What they're admitting to when they say something like that is the populace is their guinea pigs. Oh, absolutely. They, they didn't do animal or human trials. Yeah, you you nailed it, and, and you're right. For three months, I was told to stand down and couldn't see sick people, which is what I do for a living. And I talked to a dentist the other day, and they were ordered from the American Dental Association to stand down for a month. Uh, so they didn't have it quite as bad. All right, what else we got here? What else we got here? Uh, soy... And canola oil, ladies and gentlemen, I, I sometimes just want to get on a mountaintop and scream. Soy is not good for you. A little bit is okay, but they have been reimbursing farmers who grow this stuff, and soy is now in everything. And canola oil is just pure poison, and they know it, and it's in everything. And it's out of control. Now, I have a little thing here on the soy. You already, everybody, I think, knows by now that canola oil came from the original rapeseed plant. And it was toxic to bugs, naturally. And the, uh, a company in Canada decided to call themselves Canada Oil. That's where canola oil comes from. That's what it stands for. They took this rapeseed plant, and they say they genetically modified it to get rid of the bad stuff, and now they think that they have a canola plant, so now they're God. Now, with soy, what they did is they tried to tell the world that the Asians eat all this soy, and it's why they're so healthy. Not true. No, not true at all, and they said no infant should drink any soy milk at all. Uh, what they said was the adult premenopausal women given 60 milligrams of soy protein, which contains 45 milligrams of isoflavonones, hormonal changes occurred that were similar to taking the powerful hormone drug tamoxifen. The amount of isoflavonoids is less than one milligram per kilogram of body weight, yet infant formulas were given more than six times that account. And what they did was they found out that infants developed thyroid disease before age one. Little girls went into puberty before age uh, six to eight. And all this stuff documented findings related to infant-fed soy formula. And there was a time, and it's still pretty bad, 
that they had gone soy crazy in the grocery stores and all these women are drinking soy. Well, soy mimics estrogen. It's what we call a xenohormone. Very, very bad for you. And another part of the big scheme was to tell you that the Asians were so healthy because they consumed large amounts of the protein and the isoflavonones. Well, the Japanese literature said, time out, girls. We have an intake of 28 milligrams or less, even less than in China. But still, the FDA recommended daily isoflavonone intake for American women of 75 milligrams. Now, China and Japan, less than 28. The amount known to cause hormonal changes in women is 45 milligrams or more. And the final insult that they did with this on infants was using a soy formula that had 38 milligrams pound for 6 to 11 times greater than the adult dose for kids. And men... If you think you got saved from this, no, you didn't, because prostate problems uh, come from that soy. A lot of bad stuff, cancer, a lot of things that people are seeing. So here's my thing, ladies and gentlemen, and I know this is hard to do for a lot of you, and I do it, and it's frustrating many times. When I find a company that is using canola oil, I make a phone call, and I try to make a difference. And I wasn't paying as much attention to soy because I was thinking that they were getting into healthier oils. And some companies are, but there's a lot of companies that have crawled into that soy bed. So we need to not buy. Shop, uh, vote with your wallet by shopping and buying the natural oils. And uh, you'll be a lot better off, especially the women, but men... This is causing all kinds of prostate issues and cancers and all kinds of stuff like that. So don't let them lie to you. And please, pick up the phone and tell them, canola and soy, we're done. Stop it or we won't buy your product. Well, the canola came out of uh, the shipping industry. So we had less wars um, and so less uh, ship traffic. And uh, so they had this uh, so-called wonderful oil, so they, uh, you know, retooled it, and so they feed it to uh, human beings. It's almost as if uh, they're trying to create customers uh, for Western uh, medicine doctors. Oh, you are so right. The, The seed was planted. All right, so we know they're corrupt. If you see soy, if you see canola, please buy something else. Do your best to avoid it. Sometimes you're not going to know. A Dutch man, this is cool. A Dutch man decided to use coconut husk after, you know, people have had the coconut to make pallets. And it worked out wonderful. He's got a press and doing the whole thing now. And they said it saved millions of trees, him doing that. And they were already discarded as nothing anyway, so he turned it into a really cool thing. And let's see what else we got here before we go to break. Massachusetts. 
another one of them eastern states that has drank the Kool-Aid, is suspended uh, a few hundred of their state employees because they didn't get the shot. So people are going crazy. And it just depends on what city, what state, whether you have a common sense, more conservative judge, or whether you have a bleeding heart liberal uh, who's following the Chinese Communist Party and wants our country to be socialism, communism, um, because they rule exactly that way. It's, 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 it's so sad. Susie and I have talked about this a lot. Judges have no business having Democrat or Republican next to their name. They are supposed to look at the Constitution, and they're not doing it. Uh, the Supreme Court works when they want to. That, I don't think, is in the job description if, if we looked at it. They're working for the American people. They get a paycheck from the American people. But they'd rather have tea and crumpets and sit around watching the TV than hear cases because if they would hear cases, Trump would probably still be president. That's probably why they rejected every single case that was brought before them about the election. Somehow, even though Trump put some of them there and gave them a job for life, they stabbed him in the back and stabbed the country in the back. And you guys know how I feel. They should fire everybody in in D.C. and all these places across the country and and hire new people. Susie would be a great one. Susie, I saw that uh, your um, buddy, who is part of the Texas Nationalist Movement, the founder, is running for lieutenant governor. Yes, he is. Now, um, I hate the fact that he has to do that. But I think it's the only way you're going to make a change is from the inside. Yeah, and uh, if you live in Texas and you want some more information, uh, you can go to DanielOMiller.com. Yeah, and Dan Patrick is the guy who claims to be the uh, lieutenant governor right now, but I can't tell that he's doing anything for us. And I've been no. so disappointed because Dan Patrick is local from down here. And He's as bad as Abbott. No, I think maybe worse. Um, he was down here and he talked. He had a radio show. And he talked the Christian talk and the doing good for people and how bad Austin was and this country and D.C. And right now... If you look in the shark tank, I don't think you could separate him from any of the sharks he used to tell us about. I don't. No, he's self-serving. Yeah, he didn't need a Halloween costume because the shark suit fit him just fine. All right, well, we are at break. Uh, when we come back, Susie's going to hit us with some of her uh, recipes. And then there will be a little discipline because she got rid of some of the cocktails, but we won't talk about that. Um, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This is Dr. Krupa's Natural Health Hours. I am joined by the lovely and talented, the original pioneer woman, and she's going to teach you 
how she got that title with her recipes when we come right back. Please listen to our sponsors. And, uh, oh, before we go, uh, Susie, I, I didn't go into the other uh, sponsors that we don't have a thing because we got wrapped up in all the gallbladder stuff. But Susie's family has a little business, um, small family-owned. They don't know the name of the company. It's like dynamite and, and, and rock salt or something like that. But anyway, these guys are the kind that you're going to love because it's like having people in the family that do this type of work. And they're not interested in saying, okay, what's your budget? Because we're going to hit that budget and maybe a little over because we know you're in love with the project. They want to save you money. They're going to do quality work that you just will be blown away. I've seen the pictures of the work and I know the character of the people. It's, it's just, it's amazing. It's too bad that there aren't more people that think this way instead of going after your budget. But Susie, tell them a little bit about the family business. It is actually renovation and design construction. We do remodel and new construction um, in the Texas Hill Country, which is kind of central Texas. Uh, we can be reached at 830-377-2131. All right. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Please listen to our recorded sponsors because they help us be here. Worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives or soy you can be confident your numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency numana.com a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster that's numana.com n-u-m-a-n-n-a.com Can you see daylight through your ceiling and you don't have a skylight? When it rains, do you worry that you'll have enough buckets? You might want to call Callen Roofing at 281-391-8257 before it's too late. Family owned and operated, only the work you need done gets done by people you can trust. They also build storage buildings, home additions, garages, and fences. Quality so good, it's like having a home improvement company in the family. Check them out on Facebook at Callen Roofing Incorporated Home Improvement Services. Callen Roofing, 281-391-8257 for all your home improvement needs. Serving Houston and the surrounding communities. They have taken care of my family and patients' home improvement needs for years. Callen Roofing, 281-391-8257. Still 
likes it better the old way. So he grows a little garden in the backyard by the fence. He's consuming what he's growing nowadays in self-defense. He gets out there in the twilight zone sometimes when it just don't make no sense. Yeah, he gets off on country music cause disco left him cold. And he's got young friends in a new way but he's just too friggin' old. And the day John Lennon died How the music made him happy And the silence made him cry Yeah, he thinks of John sometimes And he has to wonder why Cause he's an old hippie And he don't know what to do Should he hang on to the old Should he grab on to the new He's an old Old hippie, that sounds like all of us, is he from our generation? Um, <clears throat> and country music, yes, 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 yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is Dr. Krupa's Natural Health Hours. And our original pioneer woman who could probably cook anything you could ask for from nothing. In the modern world or back 100 years, she could do it. So, Susie, take it away. And for the record, I'm um, not old enough to to be to have been a hippie. I'm I'm post hippie era. I don't think same. so. Don't don't yeah. make me have to get the calculator out and tell people all the years. <laughs> okay, so um, this this time of the year it never fails. Uh, I want to make um, elderberry syrup. Um, just you know, put. Uh, Steep it, you know, on on the uh, on the stove for a while with um, dried organic elderberries. And I've got a couple of good sources for that with some, you know, some cinnamon, some fresh ginger, you know, honey, uh, and, and just stick it in the fridge and just be ready. You know, it's uh, I've literally taken one shot of it when I've had a scratchy sore throat and then ended up sleeping, you know, all night. But this is a little bit different twist, you know. So if someone, you know, gets uh, gets sick, uh, you know, this winter, um, these are not a bad thing to have on, on hand. And, uh, of course, we're going to tweak this recipe just a little bit uh, because it doesn't get, uh, you know, specific enough. But, uh, like I said, making your own elderberry syrup is super easy. Um even if you don't want to add uh, the ginger, but I would, you know, for therapeutic reasons, uh, just steep uh, your elderberries in some spring water on the stove, you know, put uh, some ground cinnamon in there, and then, um, you know, a cu- couple of pieces of uh, little circles of ginger, and then just turn the heat down. Actually, my stove on the on the back has a keep warm burner, um, and you could, uh, you know, slide it over there and, and, and just leave it sitting there all day long. Bring it to a boil, reduce it, and then, you know, sit it back there. You could do it in a little crock pot, um, 
as well. So this uh, recipe is a uh, popsicle, the elderberry popsicles. And, you know, if someone's sick and they don't feel like eating, uh, this would be a good way to give them some, you know, some vitamin C and some other nutrients. So you're going to take um, three tablespoons of your elderberry syrup. And, you know, don't go buy it at the store. It's got bad stuff in it. It's got high fructose corn syrup. It's got, you know, um, white sugar in it. Just make your own. It's too easy. The elder dried elderberries, you can get them from Amazon. Um, you know, if you don't have, you know, some kind of a natural store around you that might have them. Or some of you might be lucky enough to have them, um, you know, on your property, um, that has not been sprayed with any kind of chemical, dry them, and then use those. Um, and then from there, it's two cups of grape juice. Uh, get um, organic. Don't get the stuff from um, concentrate, you know, Welch's, whatever. Just straight, good, organic grape juice. Two cups of that, half a cup of orange juice, same thing, Um organic, not from concentrate, and then two tablespoons of raw honey. And you, it's so simple. You just mix all that together in a pitcher, and you pour it into uh, your popsicle molds, and then you freeze them for 30 minutes. And you add a popsicle stick to it, and then you freeze it for another five hours. Now, if you don't have um, the popsicle molds, um, Again, you can get them, um, you know, off of Amazon. They're really super cheap. You know, maybe some of the discount stores have them. But another thing that you can do is save your yogurt cups. Uh, you know, wash them and um, turn that in, in, into your little popsicle cups. And um, it's uh, it's got 129 IUs of uh, vitamin A, 19 of... Uh, vitamin C, and I'm saying it's probably going to be higher um, if you um, switch and, you know, use the, you know, the better juices, and especially adding uh, the um, the ginger um, to your um, elderberry syrup. That sounds really good. Yeah, especially if someone's sick, you know, they don't want to eat, and they can just you know, suck on one of those, especially if you've got, um, you know, upset stomach or sore throat. And I have put this in our chat room, and it'll be there even if you come back, you know, um, a week or a month from now. Um, and uh, that's going to be at .com and click on chat room, and you'll, you'll find it. Now, the other recipe, um, speaking of Pioneer Woman, um, this is probably my my best guess is it's a uh, um, a five generation um, recipe, and it's uh, I think it was uh, as the stories handed down to me, um, it was a product of the Great Depression, and um, so some people call it Texas hash. Uh, Normally, a Texas hash has some carrots in it. This does not. Um, maybe they didn't have any, you know, couldn't afford to buy any. This is um, the way to your man's heart, even though this is uh, Depression-era food. 
we always simply called it ground meat and potatoes. I mean, it was just that that simple. Now, this recipe, um, it's a. I like it better the next day. It's just one of those um, dishes that do taste better the next day. And but you can half this, and uh, you're gonna take like a big uh, stew pot, Dutch oven, you know, whatever you want, because uh, it's gonna have quite a bit of liquid. Two pounds of ground meat, and you're gonna brown that um, with um, a medium, a whole medium onion uh, diced up, and three cloves of garlic diced up. Even though this is a depression era recipe and it's super simple and uh, you know I was thinking about it today when I was trying to come up with recipes and and I thought to myself I'm fairly certain that every culture around the globe has a recipe like this for when times were tough um, or you needed to feed a house full of people with one or even uh, you know two pounds of of meat and, and a bunch of potatoes and so um, it's a uh, comfort food, some people call it. Um, it, it. It's a comfort food to me because of the stories uh, attached to it. And uh, it's definitely, um, I don't know if a president of, uh, well, not Biden, but, um, you know, if President Trump came to my house to sit down and eat, I wouldn't have any, any problem at all serving this. So let me get back on track here. Two pounds of ground meat, browned uh, with your chopped up onion, you know, dice it up, three cloves of garlic, and um, then when um, that's done, you're going to add, I don't know, in the neighborhood of five or six medium potatoes. It doesn't have to be exact. If you add seven, it's okay. Um, stir that all up, and then you're going to add your liquid. Uh, 32 ounces of bone broth. That's my twist on this. Now, the recipe, the way it was handed down to me, um, it was made with straight water. They wouldn't have had, I mean, they, yeah, they could have made bone, bone broth. They were butchering their, their own animals. But my, my guess is from the way the, sto- the recipe was given to me, it was just made with water. So your 32 ounces of bone broth and then one to two cups of water. And I'll explain that better in a minute. Uh, a teaspoon of thyme. I can tell you that my family recipe did not say thyme. Um, I've added that over the years. Uh, a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, uh, sea salt, and then um, heavy on the pepper. And um, then you just uh, cover it and uh, walk away. And uh, probably, no, I want to say about an hour it's done. When the potatoes are um, done, uh, tender, uh, it's done. And then traditionally, I've always served this with a um, uh, um, skillet of uh, cornbread. So this is not going to be a link like y'all are used to because this is my own family recipe, uh, but I am uploading it right now. It's done uh, to the chat room, and you can go over there, click it, print it, save it, uh, you know, I'll tweak it to your heart's content. But the precious thing about this recipe is um, how simple it is, how few ingredients um, 
or used in it. Um, like I said, they probably didn't use bone broth and they didn't use thyme, but the rest of it they did. And if I, uh, y'all heard me talk enough about potatoes. You know, there's commercial potatoes that's full of chemicals, and then there's organic potatoes. Please use organic uh, potatoes. And I should have uh, said that this is a russet potato um, that's used in this recipe. Sounds good to me. Uh, I enjoy that. That was cool. Now you got me hungry like usual. <laughs> well, this is a simple one. And, man, is it ever good on a cold uh, cold night. And what would you say they called it? Texas? Um, well, some people will, uh, have told me, oh, that's just Texas hash. And I'm like, no, it's ground meat and potatoes. Um, yeah, my my favorite way is to um, get me a, a, the corner, you know, um, out of the, uh, I use a round cast iron skillet. I mean, what else would a pioneer woman use um, to make my cornbread? And so I like that end, that rounded piece. And I cut it in half and I put a little bit of, uh, of butter on it. And then I ladle um, this uh, ground meat and potatoes on top of it. Now, I do want to explain. You can use one cup of water um, if you want it kind of a thicker stew or if you want it a little soupier, which I like because uh, I want that cornbread to soak up that liquid. Then I'll go ahead and add the two cups. Sounds good. You know, you bring up that broth. What I've been doing, i got a different set of headphones on right now, and so I sound really different. Do I sound different to you? A little different, but uh, still sounds clear. Okay, good. Um, I just tried a different set of headphones for a minute here to see what they might sound like. But anyway, uh, with feeding the dogs, you know, we always talk about nature's logic. And uh, I always added water because you need to rehydrate the dry cat food and dog food because it is it comes kind of concentrated um, kibble and um, I, I would put water and you know it was okay but I got to thinking I need to do something to in the morning that's when I give the dogs I give them canned food at night I thought I need to do something to kick it up a notch as Emerald would say so what I start doing is buying chicken and turkey and, and beef broth, bone and stock and all different kinds, as long as it didn't have anything, any crap added to it, and using that to hydrate their dog food in the morning. And they love it. And then I buy some soups periodically and put some soup in there to mix it up and give them different treats so they got some different tastes. And they're absolutely in heaven because they were getting kind of bored in the morning. And I noticed that not always did they want to eat their, uh, even though it was nature's logic and it was the best of the best stuff. Uh, right. I guess they got used to it. So I, I've kicked it up a few notches and now I don't have any trouble. They eat it. Sometimes it looks a little soupy, but they seem to love that. So it's great. And what brought that up too? What's that? A nature's logic also has a, uh, a, um, a freeze-dried bone broth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. Well, I uh, use it. I, <clears throat> I mixed that up with, uh, you know, some some water and, and added it to uh, to the cat's food. But I don't do that so much anymore since they're spoiled and they get chicken livers. 
<laughs> That's a cool thing. Where do you buy chicken livers? Do you get them from your butcher? Uh, yeah, I can get them from the butcher. Um, there's a little family-owned store um, in uh, in Stonewall, and I can get a case. And uh, you know, I, I go through quite a bit. Uh, you know, I've I've had to explain before when I check out at the grocery store if I was in a pinch. Um, they're like a dozen, a dozen liver mm-hmm. cups. Yes, I don't like liver. My cats eat them. So. Um, but, yeah, I'll just take one out every few days, let it thaw, because they don't get a lot, Doc. I put maybe about, of course, I measure their um, Nature's Logic dry food, uh, sprinkle a little bit of water on that, and then add about a teaspoon to each bowl. Um, there's five bowls uh, to each each bowl for each kitty. Well, it sounds good. Uh, I like doing the... Um the liquid bone broth and all that. I, I never tried the other way that you're doing it, adding water, but the, the end result's the same thing. It gives them a really great, healthy food and a change of pace. But I do like, uh, me, I like chicken livers. I mean, I love chicken livers, but but I like, I want to get some for the cats and see how they do. And I, I've never noticed it at the grocery store, but I guess they've got them there. I have to ask the butcher. Yeah, they've got them back by all the, Packaged chicken, um, but tonight everybody got a a little uh, sprinkling of standard processed pro symbiotic in their food today. Oh yeah, I do that. My my dogs and cats get you know, cats are a little tougher. They're a lot like women. They're kind of kind of in their own world, but the dogs um, are well. <laughs> have to sneak it in. I mean, it literally has to be camouflaged in the chicken livers. Well, yeah, because like I said, cats are like women. Where, where dogs are like guys, you put that food a plate of food in front of us, and we're there. Um, but cats are not like that, and I and I think that is is a cool. You just have to learn to figure them out. And I noticed too, each one of my cats, one likes wet food the most, one likes dry food, and I don't even hydrate it because I tried that and she wouldn't eat it. So I just let her eat the dry food. I gave up, and then the other one will eat anything. So uh, I, I can't figure it out. I got three cats, three dogs, but the cats are most, most unique. Um, like that song, Old Dogs and Watermelon Wine and Children. Um, well, it's a, one of the favorite ways my cats like their, their dried nature logic is, you know, if I make a, a, a tuna, tuna salad and, uh, you know, I'll drain off uh, the liquid and I put it in a, in a little jar. Of course, they're all hovering around my feet thinking they're going to get it. And I'm like, no, that's going to be on your dinner. So then I just pour a little bit of an, uh, into each bowl on top of their dry food, and they just think they've died and gone to heaven. <clears throat> well, and, and what led me into this also, thanks to you taking us down this road, is I always see ads for dog and cat food, and everybody's all natural and all wonderful and all the best ingredients. And every time I look, I find synthetic vitamins and minerals usually added in the vitamin pack. But recently, a patient that I was talking to about uh, uh, that his girlfriend had some pets and and said, uh, what's this about Nature's Logic? And I said, it's the best. I, I, I think nobody compares. So he sends me a thing from his girlfriend's, I guess, stuff. 
And the name of the food I won't go into here, but it's got the name of one of the days of the week. And they claim that they're better than everybody. Well, they had a lot of really good ingredients. I was impressed. And one of the things that I did notice, they were using mixed tocopherols, which is part of vitamin E if you use natural. But it's not vitamin E, but they had it in there. So they weren't all natural like they told people. And they said, we're air-dried, and Nature's Logic and companies like them do high, terrible heat and and extrude stuff. And so um, I know a little bit about Nature's Logic, and I also know the owner. And I said, hey, these guys are putting out this story. What do you know about their food? And what Nature's Logic came back and told me was, number one, the government makes us hit a certain temperature they call the kill spot. Because if you don't hit a certain temperature, they figure the bacteria might have survived and they won't let you put the food out. And secondly, this company claimed to have human-grade dog food. Well, Nature's Logic said we all have that, but what we do, like most uh, people would normally do, is we have a pet food processing plant that we deal with in packaging. So these guys are just telling you that they don't use a pet plant and uh, who knows what they're doing. But they kept saying that they air dry the food. Well, Nature's Logic people said what they're saying is they use a a convection oven that blows the air, hot air over it, but they all have to hit that same temperature, according to the government, to hit that kill spot. So they're lying and going after other companies, and they want to compare their dog food. You click a button, and they compare the dog food to everybody. But they're lying. And right. Nature's Logic said they've been having to combat that kind of stuff, and so have other companies. But there's nobody, I think, that can touch Nature's Logic. I think they're the best of the best. Well, through you know, friends on social media, I'm seeing far too many people commenting mm-hmm. that, you know, their pets, their their beloved dog or cat uh, just died from cancer. It's, it's um, I think, kind of epidemic. Well, yeah, and you got to remember, a lot of the bad things that we're telling people from the pharmacy for people, well, pet people are taking their pets to the vet, and they're getting heartworm, and they're getting all these shots, and when the pet gets sick, they give them these horrible medications. And so they shorten the life of the pet terribly. And a lot of these things cause all the joint and discomfort as these animals get older. And they're, just, they're destroying them. Where nature's logic has got every good thing in it you need. And they'll send you free samples. If you call nature's logic and say, I'm thinking about switching uh, i'd like to get some samples from you they'll send you whatever they got and let you try uh i've had a lot of people that we've had samples shipped to did we do that with you Susie? i don't remember um no i i just i just went out and bought it (laughs) all right well we need to get you some samples all right well Susie, we're winding down here later than i thought it was so go ahead and wrap up with whatever you'd like um, you know, one of the things I want to uh, to bring up, especially if you're here in the States, 
um, is, um, and it's going on in Fredericksburg, and uh, the people of Fredericksburg are are uh, speaking out. Um, the federal government is dangling money, thousands of dollars, uh, about three thousand dollars for Fredericksburg, and five, I mean three million for Fredericksburg and five million for the county. But what's the the, the bad side is, of course, um, anytime you get in bed with the government, there's strings attached. So um, let's say you're a um, concrete contractor, and the city wants you to pour uh, some new sidewalks. Well, with this 300 pages of um, stipulations uh, that's required um, to be, to be the, the city or the county's contractor, you have to get the COVID test, I mean, uh, shot. So um, 55 cities in um, Texas have returned the money. That's what Fredericksburg uh, and Gillespie County uh, residents are trying to uh, make happen. Um, just a little north of us, a little town called Brady, uh, they did the right thing. They returned the money to the federal government. Now, this is a small town. These are farmers and ranchers. These are not people made out of money. Um, but they did the right thing, and they said, nope, we don't want it, and they sent it back. So check around uh, your town, your county, and uh, uh, and, and see if that, that's happening. Well, I like that a lot. And ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand, there's going to be a special place in hell for all these people that have lied and told people you need this shot and it's a vaccine because now they've admitted it's not a vaccine. And if you have any questions, ladies and gentlemen, go to the Epic Times, look it up. It was in the paper, I think, today, but you'll be able to find the article. Not many are telling the truth, but the CDC, with the backdoor stuff, changed the definition of vaccine because they realized they've been lying all this time, and they kind of got caught, and so now they're covering their tail. But uh, it, it's really sad. Um, you should not have the power to dictate whether or not somebody gets a shot. And like I said, what stops them? What, tomorrow, do they come into your house and say, you can't have that kind of beer, or you can't have that kind of dessert, or we don't want you to buy that fruit? Where does it end? Look at New York City. It got so silly that you could get in trouble for giving salt and giving a straw without being asked for it. And you could buy a certain size drink and get it refilled, but you couldn't buy another size. Stupid stuff. So, very good, Susie. Thank you so much, as always, for being here tonight. Tell that skinny guy to have a drink. And uh, if it's cold, you got a fireplace? You know, because of uh, last February, I don't know if I'm ever going to put a fire in the fireplace again. I mean, that was our only source of heat, and our house smelled like smoke for a month. Oh, yeah, there's something wrong then. You got a ventilation problem. Um, it shouldn't smell like smoke. <laughs> um, and maybe, you, do you have doors on the, the fireplace? We do, we do and um, 
we were discussing it yesterday, and we've got all the chimney sweep um, apparatus to take care of it. So um, mm-hmm. he promised it was going to be clean before this winter. Yeah, but there's something else that for it to give your make smell like smoke, something's wrong. So, but anyway, thank you so much for being here. Love your recipes. I love your passion, your knowledge. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm just so lucky that you're here with us. And hopefully we'll get Bill about every other week. He just blends right in. Um, we're going to have to have discipline, though, because there are times you and him gang up on me, and I just can't have that. <laughs> but anyway, Bill, if you're listening, uh, you're welcome here anytime you want to be. You and Susie really class up the joint. And ladies and gentlemen, we can't thank you enough for listening. Uh, we see after the fact, you know, uh, different countries we still got India, and I think the Philippines and Russia and the United States right now are the main ones that are showing up. And there's my cuckoo clock trying to tell me it's time to get my butt off the air. But anyway, thank you all so much. It is such an honor and a privilege for us to be here. I am blessed to have Susie and Bill every once in a while. And like I said, they class up the joint. They really make it shine here, and it's so much fun to have them on the air. And And for all you guys... May God bless you with health and happiness and hopefully bring all these nations back to the people and God and drive out the tyranny wherever it's found. And uh, like like I said, we just we, we need to give back our rights that have been taken away. And as you know, it's that time of the night for good scotch, good cigars, and good night. Good night, everyone. God bless. Seems the love I've known has always been the most destructive kind. Guess that's why now I feel so old before my time. Yesterday, when I was young, the taste of life was rain upon my tongue I teased at life as if it were a foolish game the way the evening breeze may tease a candle flame the thousand dreams I dreamed the splendid things I planned I always built to last on weakened shifting sand I live by night and shun the naked light of day And only now I see how the years ran away. Yesterday, when I was young, so many happy songs were waiting to be sung. So many wild pleasures lay in store for me, and so much pain I've dazzled.